Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Coming up on the pod, uh, Kansas isn't playing this week, so I'm really struggling to find out some picks. Bears got a very honest assessment of his Miami Hurricanes as they travel to Clemson this week. Our thoughts on Oklahoma, Texas, and plenty of other picks, including a look at our Yankees as they try to win this World Series title. But first... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Just want to be sure to remind everybody to check out Mike Greenberg's new show on ESPN Plus, Better Days. Uh, there's a new episode every Thursday on ESPN+. Plus. So it's a really good, interesting watch with a whole bunch of different stories about uh, Better's experiences and, and sharing them with Mike. So just be sure to check out uh, Mike Greenberg's new show, Better Days, on ESPN+. Plus. New show every Thursday. Well, I guess people could say it is uh, week six, uh, Bear. Uh, obviously, we're still waiting. What are we, a week away from the Bell Big Ten? Yep, yeah, we have one one more week of uh, without it after this, twenty fourth. So we get this week and got next it. week. All right, so we can start looking ahead. Actually, to some matchups there. We'll have a couple spreads, hopefully. Uh, looking forward to that big. You know, I'm a big Terp now, so I'm big Maryland uh, Northwestern <laughs> game, that first Big Ten slate. Um, but you know, it's the games were the games last week. Plenty to see. I don't know if you caught bad beats at all, but we. Uh, we got the old Army game in there against Abilene Christian with a late score from the cadets. That was uh, significant to some. Uh, we have the Big 12 refs come out after Bad Beats was posted and say that it should have been an untimed down in the, in the, in the, in the, in the TCU-Texas game, uh, which was, I know, of, to your liking, you love when those teams go back and forth in that conference. Um, but a couple weeks ago, you called Miami – uh, going to Louisville and winning. Um, you gave an honest assessment of only like you can do being a former Kane. Uh, and obviously you'll be there uh, this, this Saturday. The spread is what? We're at the 14, 14. now? Down, down to 14. I, saw, I, I want to see what you said on our, uh, what you saw on this. Sunday when they posted, I saw a line of 15 and a half. I have yeah, never. I saw, seen, I saw sixteen. Yep. I've never seen a line of fifteen and a half before. Like it started making me. I'm like, <laughs> I've never seen that line before ever, in, in in all the years of doing this. But we know what my how different Miami has looked. We do also know what Clemson brings to the table. When you look at this matchup and you're and you're getting yourselves ready, you got game day going there. You'll do the broadcast of the game. What what for the people do you want to get out there to to let them know? hey, maybe this could be different, or this is what Miami's been doing differently, and this is what you should look out for. Well, I, I think the number one thing is to, is to look out for the weather. I think watching the weather is, is really going to dictate uh, playing this game. I really wouldn't want to get too involved in the game until 
you, you know what's going to be happening there on Saturday. But 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 look, you know, I, I just tweeted something out, and of course you get a million responses. The game's got no chance of beating close. Like if you if you look objectively, like at the numbers in terms of uh, adjusted expected points, like like how good your what your units are contributing to each team to each part of the unit based on who you played. Miami actually ranks higher both offensively and defensively than Clemson does right now. So again, that doesn't mean the game is necessarily going to be close or it doesn't mean Miami's going to pull the upset, but uh, I think there's a genuine belief inside the, the walls at the Hector Athletic Center that they have a, a legitimate chance in this game uh, to, to go up there and not only keep it close, but potentially pull the upset. I mean, last week we saw Virginia have some success uh, with, with the quarterback run. Uh, I think the Clemson secondary is certainly not a, a strength right now. And Miami with those uh, smaller, quicker wide receivers that they can get uh, in, in space with some catches and runs. I, I think that's, it could be a problem. I think Miami's got three legitimate running backs that they can rotate uh, in and out and, and, and they're, they're going to do what they do. They're not going to try and play like complimentary football and run clock and keep, keep Clemson off the field. Uh, they're going. So mm -hmm. I, I think they feel pretty confident in, in what they're bringing up there on, on Saturday night. It's just going to be a question of uh, ultimately if it's good enough because Clemson is the team that everybody is aspiring to be right now, uh, certainly in the ACC. But, but I do think there is a, a feeling potentially this year in the ACC that maybe this isn't like what we've joked about uh, the the other, the other division from Clemson, like we talked about with the ACC Coastal and, and Miami and the, um, the ACC championship game not being decided by five touchdowns uh, like, like, like it's been yep. every year. So we'll see what happens at Saturday night. I think there is a, a genuine feeling that maybe this year uh, there, there could be a, a little bit of excitement in the ACC. That, that gets me to my point because I'm writing down all my stuff last night for this, for this game and what I wanted to touch on. And the first thing I wrote, I'm bored as hell watching Clemson play in the ACC. <laughs> and I just, I mean, it goes back to the last two years. Like, I thought we did a good job of hitting on them, you know, before the conference started. And you you and I talking about who the hell can honestly beat this team in this conference. Like, it's worse than any Bama situation was when the question was ever asked. They're just that much better. And, and I don't want to take anything away, away from Clemson because this is what you want your program to be. This is what everybody in that conference is trying to be. Is that good? The, the cupboard's, you know, stocked with five stars and competition at every position and, and trying to get, you know, reps in and blowouts to show that you can get because you can't get reps in a game. And that's where I don't think Dabo does get enough credit because here's another instance. Oh, there's big old Clemson. On, on, up on the pedestal, here's little old Miami trying to come and, and knock him off. And this is where Trevor Lawrence, I think, you know, can really show something. Not that he hasn't already, but it's like, you know what? Enough, enough, Miami. Like, th th this is us. You're coming to our place now. Um, how do, what, do we know the crowd here? Like 12,000? I think 19, 19, I think, maybe 19? something like that. Okay. All right. Um, that might well, be. Well, we saw the crowd at Georgia. They, uh, they looked healthy. Uh, getting after it. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting uh, twenty percent capacity or whatever. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was. Is that what the number they threw at the bear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20, hey, make 20, sure you get this on the broadcast. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was interesting. That was, yeah, uh, I, I was going to say too about the, the the Clemson game. Like, uh, when was the like the, this is as like 
going into the game in terms of an ACC home game, mm-hmm. this is as like curious I I am of a result and, may, and maybe not expecting like fifty seven nothing. Probably since that Lamar game in two in two thousand sixteen. I mean, they they had that Florida State game in Tallahassee later in the year that I, I thought could have been a game, and it wound up being a game. Mm-hmm. But uh, like since that that great game in, in the rain in uh, a primetime game on Saturday night with, with, with that comeback. Uh, like This is as, as much interest and intrigue I have in advance of a Clemson home ACC game in, 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 four, in four years. Um, how can you, can you see Miami trade and score for score? Yes, I can. Okay. I, I, which is, which is amazing to see. <laughs> but you just look at what or, and, seriously and amazing to say. No, I'm I mean, with you. You look you, you you look at what the the numbers have been the last couple of years and some of the offensive superlatives that Miami has put up this year. It's the first time since 2013 they've gained 485 yards in three straight games. The first time they scored more than 45 points in consecutive games against FBS opponents since 2002. Uh, their, their quarterback rating the last two years was 36 against FBS opponents. This year, it's 83. The last two years against FBS opponents, they scored touchdowns on 22% of their drives. This year, it's 43. Uh, they're sixth in offensive efficiency. They were 97th if you combine 2018 and 19. Uh, like, like the, the numbers point out the monumental difference uh, thus far. Now, again, you always want to temper it with, yes, but it was a terrible Florida State team and a mm-hmm. terrible Louisville defense and UAB. But the, the, the numbers are what, they, what, what the numbers are, and uh, they are adjusted for, for, for strength in terms of the expected points added. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens on Saturday night. I, I think the one thing with, with, with this game is uh, Miami lose or win. They can't let it be the you can't get a hangover because of it. If, if, if you lose, you, you can't let it get you down because you're still you're playing for second place. Uh, and you can say to your guys, hey, we get another shot at these guys potentially in the ACC championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you somehow win, you can't automatically be like, hey, we're going to the college football playoff. Like mm-hmm. you're still going to have to beat them again uh, in the ACC championship game. And you're going to have to beat North Carolina and Virginia Tech and all these other teams just to get to the title game. So I think how Miami reacts to the result on Saturday night will be key. Well, that's it's it's funny you say that because I, I wanted to uh, look at and I have um, looked at Miami's schedule, what they have coming up, and you got old Narduzzi next week, and then yep. you got the Cavaliers, and then old NC State, and you know you know the usual suspects in the other side of the ACC than Clemson. So one thing I wanted to touch on here is if you're into the live betting thing here and you're on Miami, and you you like Miami in this circumstance, you're going to get the benefit of the number early on, like with a yep. lead. Clemson's going to be overpriced still. So if you like it, um, you know, I'm, I'm still out there. You, you mentioned the weather. I want to see some things uh, for that um, Miami offensive line early on to see, you know, what, what I'm – what I would like to see in, in, in terms of that. So right now it's a stay away, really high number, 63 and a half. Uh, I think I see is the, is the up and down. Um, and now it, it is at 14, but yes, it is. It feels like it's been a while since we have a game circled in the ACC that we're interested in a result. 
how much time do the people of Oklahoma and Texas want of ours talking about this game? <laughs> I'll ask you. Uh, what about you there, producer? How happy are people? I think they're thrilled. I mean, you just want chaos right now. Okay. How do you – I mean, how does Oklahoma lose back? Like, I don't get it. And te- Texas should have lost a te- – it's a train wreck for both of them right now. Like, Ohio State's had two collapses back-to-back year, and, but one game, and it was, like, calling for people's, you know, to get benched. and mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what would go on there now. And uh, I think I want Texas to lose. Okay. All right. So there's the, there's the Ohio State voice. Um, Bear, I wanted to just run some things by here because I, from looking stuff up, I'm imagining you already came up with this or you're the one that put it out there. Oklahoma unranked in this game for the first time since 05. Oklahoma started with consecutive Big 12 losses for the first time since 98. First time since 99, both of these teams are in the top 20 for this matchup. And then... After all that, Texas leads FBS 51 points per game. <laughs> is that all true and from you? Have you come across that? I have come across it, but that is not from me. Okay. Uh, what, 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 what is from me is that um, <clears throat> uh, this will be the first time since 2012 that Oklahoma is favored by less than seven and a half in this game. And that wound up being a 42-point <clears throat> win for OU. And then uh, this is also going to be the, potentially the 12th straight year that Texas is, is an underdog against Oklahoma. Wow. And uh, in, the, in the last eight years, Texas is 7-1 and one against the number with three outright wins as a dog. So the, 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 oh, those are from me. Those are better. I like those. Well, those are from me. All right. Um, I, do, I do want to touch on a couple things here. Let's go one on each side. Is – I don't know how to say this. Can you can you after watching, you know, we were texting back and forth during the during the game in Ames last week, and I didn't think it was bad. I thought the wide receiver should have caught the ball down on that 10-yard line on that wild throw by Rattler going to his right, throwing the ball like 40, 50 yards downfield. I thought the ball went right through the receiver's hands. But with that, is this an instance of Lincoln Riley's offense? having to have a Heisman caliber quarterback and Rattler's not there yet? Or is this just the idea of everything's feeling like the other side of the ball with Texas where they have stability at quarterback, but they don't have anything else. They haven't developed any other kind of talent. Like remember all the hype that Alex Grinch got as a defensive coordinator, and he's as well-liked a guy as there is out there. Like when you look at specifically Oklahoma, do you, what do you assess? How do you assess it? I think it's you have, and I think it was pro football focus uh, that, that put the number out there that uh, they're one of the worst teams in the country in terms of tackling. Uh, you can't continually give up eight yards of play or close to eight yards of play like they get against Kansas State. Uh, you, you can't continually miss tackles. And it, it, it's a situation where they've had this poor defense for a few years now, but they've always kind of, they've always had that experienced upperclassman quarterback, a transfer, whether it was Baker or Kyler or, or Jalen, who 
kind of bailed them out of these close games with, with a lot of plays and the, the experience and the, maybe a calming influence in the huddle. This year, they don't have that. Uh, they have a guy who is super talented, but he hasn't been through the battles like those guys have. And now he can't consistently answer the, 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 the way that the, those guys did. So they, they don't have a, a, a the, the, I think the opt-outs of running back really hurt them as well, uh, mm. more than people want to indicate. I think going into the – the signs were there going into the year that this was a flawed team. And, and I think it's, 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 it's played out that way the first two games. With that being said, I, I, if I had to pick a, team, pick a side in this game, I'd actually play OU. Because yeah. I think regardless of what's happened, the Kansas State game, they were up three touchdowns. He kind of fell asleep on the lead, and it just got away from them. Uh, and they led in the fourth quarter in Ames. It, it was just mm-hmm. a great drive by, by Purdy and an unbelievable performance by, by Brees Hall. And, Love and, Hall, and, huh? and, and, and that's – I mean, it's crazy. I, I, said, I said on Sunday, like, if you, if you just didn't see the game or just said to someone randomly, like, the best player on the field between, a, between uh, Oklahoma and Iowa State was the Iowa State running back, like nobody would believe you. So I, 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 w- I think there, there are bigger questions. Maybe I have a bigger question. Maybe, maybe I think there are fewer questions about Texas in the sense that we kind of know exactly what they are. They, they've been everything that they have been in, in recent years, and they're, they're, they're a terrible defensive team that the offense is Sam Ellinger, and, and, and that's it. So, and I, 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 I do. I think that they were this reduced number, uh, Oklahoma is probably the way to go. Yeah. Um, just on Oklahoma, it's really you mentioned the running back situation. That's one thing that it just feels like to me watching them this year. You don't see anymore is the guy. I mean, that offensive line two years ago um, was awesome, and you know I think was not talked about enough. But you also had Kyler Murray. Uh, you also um, had guys on the edge like C.D. Lamb and Hollywood Brown. Like you, I haven't seen those guys yet this year, and it's amazing what those guys could do to cover up the other holes. And when you don't have those guys, now you get you know you get what you get when when you're not playing well and you don't have those superstar guys to play. On the other side with Texas, it's it was pretty eye opening when when Herman got rid of both um, coordinators this offseason. It's it's kind of like that last gasp, like, all right, this is this is what I'm doing. I'm you know, not throwing your hands up, but just saying, all right, I'm 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 admitting that I made a mistake. But on the other side, I really like the hires he made. I, I thought Todd Orlando was a really good defensive coordinator. I think Chris Ash is a really good defensive mind. And through the, the, the process of putting in a scheme and, and getting it out on the field, it's just not even close to being good enough to be successful. And it also makes me think how valuable Sam Ellinger is. With, you know, I talked about the Oklahoma guys, Oklahoma guys, you know, covering stuff up. Ellinger has masked enormous things. And then you look at the draft, and there's just not – there's not those guys. So, I'm with you. I would lean Oklahoma in this matchup just on the basis of – You've seen Lincoln fix it before. It's just it's, – it's a little weird to see that Texas has the experience in upper hand, I would say, at the quarterback position right now this week, whereas in the past, Lincoln has had those transfer NFL caliber guys, you know, in his system that feel like, you know, they have had the edge in that matchup. So – and, Bear, when you look at this number 72, 
Uh, we Scott and I talked about it on, the, on on Bad Beats. Like, how can you start your day betting an under in the Big Twelve as plenty <laughs> of people felt like they did with TCU in Texas last week, which became its own story. But you know, I mean, I could see Oklahoma being stubborn, running the ball, and trying to keep Texas off the field. But I mean, have fun if you want to take the under in this game. Yeah, no, there. This is a, this is a defense optional game for sure, and I think the last few in the last few years have, have shown that. And what what, what do we have for a total here again? Seventy-two. Seventy-two. That's a high number, but okay. But but do you feel confident that this isn't going to be thirty-eight, thirty-five? I mean, it's thirty-eight, thirty-five seems very, 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 very possible, and in the realm of what this game should be. Just to, touch on it, just to touch on it for quickly, I, we were at the old pumpkin patch getting some pumpkins last week Last week around oh, noon. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we missed the first half of the noon games, or I did. Uh, they could care less. Did, I mean, it felt like there was 20 penalties between TCU and Texas. That had to be one of the worst first quarters played in college football in the last decade. Um, trying to look at th- at that. I mean, there were games that were over for an hour, and TCU or Texas was still going. So <laughs> I'm glad I missed uh, the first half of uh, Texas and TCU. Um, what else? Noon. Anything on Florida A&M? This is an interesting game for A&M. Uh, coming off of that blowout loss uh, against Alabama, which is certainly what we've come to expect. But, like, this is the type of game, like, we, we, we kind of joked about in the past, like the uh, A&M, they got a big rival or a, big, a top five team, top ten team coming into Kyle Field. Oh, they're they're going to get them now. And we're, they're ranked, and it's a ranked showdown. And these are the games that they lose. Uh, and, and I went back and, and looked just to update the note that uh, we were talking about in, in, in recent years. Like, since 2000, 55 teams have played – at least one home game as a ranked opponent against a top five team. Texas A&M is the only one to have played at least four and not have a single win. So like the, 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 everyone gets riled up about Kyle Field being this great home field advantage and A&M winning these big games, but it just doesn't happen. Now they've pulled upsets when they were unranked. They, they beat number one Oklahoma with Roger McNeil uh, in 2002 when they were unranked. Uh, they, they, they beat LSU in that crazy overtime game uh, when, when they were unranked. But, like, when, when, like, there are expectations behind A&M actually being good, like, they don't come through. So this will be another, uh, another instance uh, for an opportunity to, to win a, a big game that, that they could really kind of – because, look, if they, if they lose at home and they fall to one and two and their only win is that really lethargic, unimpressive win over Vanderbilt – Adores. I mean that's a that's a that's a that's a hard it's a hard deal uh, for, for people who really thought A and M was going to like make that leap this year and potentially contend for the SEC West. So I don't know. Florida's defense, I guess, has had some problems. But what what have you seen from from A and M offensively and defensively to to think that they're going to a slow down Florida and, and b be able to to score with them uh, point for point. Last week, I gave out Alabama against A&M in the column just for the notion of uh, seeing a smidget of, of Bama against Missouri and seeing A&M secondary the week before against Vandy. And I just 
I, I said to myself, I, I don't see how they can cover them. And now Florida seems like they got some nice toys. Now we know we know the numbers Pitts is putting up, but that's what it comes down to me is a And M in the secondary. Again, I mean Kyle Trask looks as relaxed as anybody in the country uh, at the quarterback position. So you know you talked about the Kyle Field thing. I also want to you know I'll say it every week. I'm not considering any games road wins this year just because <laughs> of how different the circumstances are, but. It is. It's, it's a weird number. You figured it would be seven. Um, but, I mean, I think the guys, the people that like, uh, you know, the A&Ms out there are even happier because now it scares off all the people that want seven. So, uh, it's a stay away from me, but it's definitely probably the most intriguing game besides Coastal Carolina and Louisiana at noon. Oh, I can't wait for this game. This will- Why isn't Coastal ranked? Coastal should be ranked. Well, well, that's the thing. I like, and we, and I, I, I kind of got into a conversation with, with someone on, on on Twitter earlier in the week about this. Like, I don't did you know. Start the conversation or did they? Uh, they 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 started about something else. They, oh, they, they that, it's amazing up, how that always works, huh? No, no, no. They, they, no, they, they brought up something about. I, I brought up like, I, I started by saying like. Why is TCU not – why are we still really ranking Texas? Like, why? Yeah. Like, we're ranking Texas, but we're not ranking TCU. And then someone quit back something like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure USC had probably has more votes than, than, uh, than, than TCU does right now. But, but the, the, the thing that I'm, I'm curious about is, like, I don't even know why we're ranking teams that haven't played yet. Like, mm-hmm. I get it in the preseason. Like, no one's played, and it's a guess. But there are teams that chose to play, and there are teams in, in, in leagues that said we're going to delay the start of our year and not play, and now we're going to play. Why can't we just wait until those teams play to rank them? It's clear AP pollsters are struggling with this right now because, like, if Ohio State – if you're really ranking Ohio State behind Notre Dame, like, if, we're, if, if, if the pollsters yeah. were fully on board with – with, with, with ranking teams who, how, who, how good they think they are, then we should be ranking Ohio State because they'll be one, two, or three. But, 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 the, the oper- but, but what to circle back to where we initially started here, like how great would it be right now for Coastal Carolina to be able to say, hey, we're ranked 25th. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we're not ranking Wisconsin and Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State and Oregon and whoever. Like, like, and that, like that would be great. Would be, I mean, they, they're – never going to have an opportunity to be right again. And even if it was just for a week or two, that, that, that's something that those kids can take pride in. You, 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 you go on the road and you upset a big 12 team, you start three and zero for the first time at the FBS level. Like, like, like that would be pretty cool for them. LSU moved up after a win against Vandy. Yeah. Three spots. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Arkansas <laughs> state coastal took care of them. They have a nice, they have a better win than anybody else. That's ranked ahead of these teams in the polls. So that's our polls for the week. We could do a whole podcast every week on that. We definitely at least could. at least at least the AP has Minnesota ranked twenty five. Good for that. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that 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 makes a lot of sense. Oh, my lord. Um, and then I am also interested in, in the noon slate, Virginia Tech in, in North Carolina, because North Carolina easily is the least impressive team that I always talk about with the fake momentum coming out of the offseason. Like, 
And I've seen Mac takes a couple shots at his own team, just not happy with things. But that wasn't pretty last week in Chestnut Hill. And Virginia Tech, shout out to them with all that they got going on for coming out and, and getting two wins because we all know everybody has different circumstances, but they've come out and, you know, mentioned the players that they haven't had and they've mm-hmm. gotten the job done. So this is – that's an interesting noon game in, in Chapel Hill. Um, anything on Howell that you've seen early or are you with me on, on Carolina? It seems like they need to get take a few more deeper shots downfield than they have and uh-huh. get those – wide receivers more involved in but but you're right about Virginia Tech like like, I mean you could say I mean obviously Notre Dame has had a ton of issues Mm -hmm. and Houston has had a ton of issues man because it's been their opponents that haven't been able to play but for for what Virginia Tech has had to deal with in terms of the coaching staff and the numbers of players like that's a what they have done to start 2-0 is is pretty damn impressive and I'm looking forward to this because this is a Right now, this is a stay-away game for me. I mean, there are a lot of games this week that, oh. that appear to be on the, uh, the stay-away list uh, because – Keep them away from that board. I, I, Keep them away from that board. Yeah. Oh, don't I, even, I, I will, don't even like, get I, the stickers for possibilities. I don't like, want to like, see I don't, I don't, Like, I don't <laughs> know about you, but, I mean, if I, the way my mind is operated this year, I found it really, really hard to, uh, to find – games this year and find an edge and find things that I like I mean no doubt it's been brutal the weeks every day of the week stuff changes you know like this week you got the weather circumstances and you don't know what games are going to be played and you know if teams are even practicing and and what the protocol is is you know who's tested and you know who who's doing all that stuff and whose turn is it to test this week and it's I mean talking to guys in in the program it's it's just across the country, it's day, it is the absolute most day-to-day thing. And I mean, I'm not looking for inside information. I'm just trying to figure out how guys are doing their jobs. And it's, they're just constantly, constantly worrying about getting day-to-day. And I've heard from plenty of guys say, I don't, I don't feel good until I eat about playing the game that week until I eat the pregame meal four, four hours before kickoff. That's not a good good way to go about things at the, at, in the college football level. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's it, it's been it's been a really interesting year, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. Maybe later in the week though, there'll be something that that emerges that kind of sticks out. But it's 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 so hard to to, to really feel very confident at this point in the week in in, in liking some things. So we'll see what happens. Um, I want to. Just touch on real quick. They're 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 giving I think thirty plus again this week. But uh, like the rankings, BYU should be a top ten. I don't I don't care what's going on there. They are absolutely laying in the teams. Well, um, the Kirk, it was funny because Kirk on Sunday we were, we were going back and forth in terms of like his top four and who should he should put next and and, and we we're like like should, he's like should, should I put BYU sixth? And I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Like in terms of like who's been impressive, and who and who's playing right now, I mean, they, they, they should absolutely be up there now. now that could that change? Yeah. But 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 right now you got to reward them for what they're doing. Absolutely. Wins are wins. People lose, drop them. Uh, all right. As we move ahead to that uh, early afternoon, I will say this: just just be wary. 
Army's playing at 130 against Citadel. I think Army's going to be given a million points. Remember, Citadel refused to take the running clock at Clemson and got themselves better because they shut out Clemson in the second half. So just be be careful. That's not your old Citadel. Those They got some tough guys in that program. I I don't think it's going to be an Abilene Christian uh, deal. That's I'll just say that it's a, it's a it's a lean. I don't even know what the number is, but I'm just saying. 30, 30, 31 and a half. Is that what it is? Yep. Oh wow! I think people have just been blind betting Army uh, this year, so it's. I'll just be careful. Be careful there. Uh, I did want to touch on Tennessee at Georgia. Um, are you? I know we talked about Florida, Georgia, Georgia, Florida. In the East, where after seeing them last week in person, um, do you still have Georgia, that defense in, in Georgia atop? Yes. Yes, I power do. Rankings? Okay. I do. I do. And, and I think what Munkin did offensively and getting Kiaris Jackson involved, I mean, they're, they're evolving and they're getting better. But, but I will say this. Uh, if Tennessee is ever going to get a win over a top-10 team and snap that 33-game losing streak against a top-10 opponent, like, like, there are reasons. How many is that again? 30, 30, the longest active losing streak, to top wow. 10 teams, belongs to the University of Tennessee at Knoxville. 33. Did you get that from our friend Brett Edgerton, or you had that? No, I, I did that myself. Thank he you. knows it. He knows it, though. You oh, gave he it knows it. He, he okay. actually said that he was at that last win, uh, <laughs> that, that win, that win uh, against Georgia. That's but, like, awesome. but that being said, Mm-hmm. Like the spot for this game for Georgia is very, very tricky. You had the yes. big win over Auburn. You had your 35,000 fans or whatever it was in the stands last week and everybody shutting down the, uh, the Auburn offense. Look at the schedule next week. You got mm-hmm. Alabama and what a lot of people are calling the game of the year. And mm-hmm. now you're facing a team that you've outscored, what, 122 to 26 the last three years and a team that hasn't won a, a, top, ten, a top 10 opponent in quite some time. Like the, this could be one of those potential little, little flat spots maybe for Georgia. So like, like Tennessee, I think maybe feels they have some hope and, and, and a chance it could be catching Georgia at the right time. Uh, I, I don't know. I've seen the number come down to like 12. So I, I think if you like Tennessee, you probably missed the best number. And if you like them, you better get them now because I think more people are going to hop on Tennessee and this number could come down to uh, 11 and a half or maybe even 11 at game time. I think they're still going to have trouble scoring points, even with that offensive line. Um, I, I think Tennessee's going to have trouble scoring points in this game, and this this would be a could be another twenty four ten to twenty eight seventeen type of game, maybe. All right, uh, I see twelve and a half right now. You mentioned all the things, the spot for Georgia here. I just think Tennessee, as a staff, as a program, has had to have this game circled more than any Bama game, anything, you know, anybody else in the conference. They knew this was going to be this early. They knew the success that Georgia has had. I got this, Bear, in the last three years. Tell me if my math is good. 122 to 26. Yep. The Bulldogs in this matchup. The last win has to be yeah, it was uh, with uh, the America, the Hail Mary by Dobbs, right? Was that sixteen? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm with you. Georgia. Looked, I mean, that defense. We knew what the the hype around that um, from from the off season, knowing what they had returning. They've 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 shown what they can do. They turned the game around in in Fayetteville a couple weeks ago. 
The Vols love uh, getting any positive momentum, as they should. But going back to last year, it's eight straight wins for them. What's got to give is is um, uh, Tennessee on the ground. I think they ran for two 230-plus yards on 51 rushes, keeping the ball away from Mizzou last week. I think they held the ball for around over 30 minutes, 32 minutes, I think it was. So it's – if there's a time, you're right, to take Tennessee, I'm, I'm leaning towards giving them out. I, I think this is a spot. I think they're familiar with them. They know it. Chaney, the offensive coordinator, if anybody knows Georgia better, uh, let me know because I, I feel like it's him. So it's if, you, if there's a circumstance to take Tennessee, I think, I, I think this is it. Uh, just be wary. As you mentioned, the Georgia offense is getting better. It's not going to be what you saw in that first half against Fayetteville the rest of the season. I, I, was, I was curious, just as a side note here, I, I was curious. Side note, love it. Is, is, uh, is Kirkshane coming on tonight to talk about the MLB playoffs? He is. Uh, you, you might want to see if he just read the, saw the news about who is going to be starting at quarterback uh, for the New York Jets this weekend. Might, might want to see if he saw that today. I mean, oh. he's covering the, the baseball playoffs and okay. he might have missed it. So you might, you might, you and Scott might want to see if he, uh, he saw that news about who's getting the start quarterback for the Jets. The Jets starting quarterback this week will, of course, be Joe Flacco. Oh, we got we got him last week on it. I so. know you did. It was great. You, well, can, uh, you can get him again. It doesn't get old. Oh, man. How you Jets feeling football. About, how you feeling about your Jets? Good? I hope they go 0-16. I want them to lose every game. That organization it deserves to go 0-16. Okay. I, I, was, I, was, I was so mad that they went 1-15 that year under Kotite when they wound up beating the Cardinals. Like, like if there was ever an NFL head coach who deserved to go 0-16, it was Rich Kotite. Yes. Somehow they went 1-15, and, and that made me bad. Uh, so I, I'm hoping that they, that they do pull the, uh, the bagel this year. What year was that? It was 95. What, they wanted to have, do you they remember have what them. week it was? Oh, it was late. It was, like, it was, like, it was late October, I think. And I that think might that, have been, that ruined them getting. No, well, they got no. They got the they. They, they no, still they got number the, one. Yeah, they got num- they got the number one pick, and uh, chose Keyshawn. Oh, okay. All right, because I'm thinking about we're we're looking for content tonight because we're going to be up against two baseball games that you know the Yankee. How about our Yankees, by the way? We'll touch on them later. And how's um, how's CB Buckner doing? Oh, but uh, we're we're looking for. You know, our old vaults, maybe. Maybe we'll go back to 95 and show the, show the primetime clip of that Jets-Cardinals game. That's got to be <laughs> that's got to be Boomer Esiason. That's uh, is Blair Thomas still on the team? That's got to be a box score. I'll, 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 I'll pull up, I'll pull up oh the box score right Lord. now. I'll be, uh, let me get it for you. Let me, let me, let me get it for you. Um, Jets franchise page. Here we go. Let's go to the Pro Football Reference page right now. Uh, Nineteen ninety-six, New York Jets, and this, of course, was the year that they could have had uh, Peyton number one, but he went back to school. It was week number week number nine. Okay. Uh, the uh, the 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 zero and eight New York Jets uh, against uh, the Arizona card the, the 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 three and four Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson, 34-yard touchdown pa- catch from Frank Reich with your Jets. Come on. Back. Frank Reich. Oh, wait. So they already had Keyshawn. 
Yes, they did. I screwed the years up. Okay. All right. That's screwed what I'm saying. I screwed the years up. Yeah. For, for Frank, Frank Reich, 22 of 31, 254 with a touchdown and two picks. Adrian Morrell had a huge, had a huge game on the ground. Adrian a good player. 31 for a buck 99. He played for the Jets and the Cardinals. Yep. And then uh, Kent Graham. Oh, Kent. Your Arizona Cardinals. And uh, LaShawn Johnson. Oh, my Lord. Loved LaShawn Johnson. Loved him. Guys, what, wow. what a bad team. And that was at the old Meadowlands? No, 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 no. That was oh. at the Double Stadium. October 27th, 1996. Jeez. co was the coach. Yeah, and then, and then the, uh, the rest of the way, the, the Tretropolitans did not win another game. All right. That could be very good for ammo. I don't even know where we were, what we do, but now I just think about Kotite and that like corduroy Jets hat with the glasses going on. <laughs> like what a scene! His old starter coat yep. that you oh, definitely starter coat had. With the green and the black stripes. Yeah. Between the green when they off. first started getting the black, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Not a fan. Yep. Give me the Wesley Walker uniforms back. Oh, absolutely! Give me Wesley Walker. Uh, yeah, the, the the sand knit jersey with the Kelly green. Did you have the 85 or 88? I had 85. All I right. had 85 and then I had 24. Oh. Because why not? But every person of my, 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 my body shape should have a wide receiver and a running back, right? <laughs> no 73 or 99 for you, though. No, I, 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 then, I, then I did have a 73. Or Mr. Lyons. No, I, I, had, I had a 73. You did. And then, okay. when, then when our guy Velma got drafted, I, I wound up getting a 51. Nice. Just to kind of like have. I, I, don't, I think I maybe wore it once to one game. I was going to say, maybe, maybe Jonathan made the 51 look a little bit better than you did. But yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did. But I got, I, I got that and just that'll, that'll, get, that'll get put in the uh, put in a frame on the wall or something. That, that doesn't uh, get worn anymore. All right. Anything else? Uh, four o'clock, Kansas State at TCU. Interesting spot for the Purple Cats and the Purple Frogs there. Uh, shout out to Coach Klein and getting that extension, as I uh, I think that's well deserved. Um, and then it's six o'clock. This Bama uh, Ole Miss game is tough. I'm I'm looking at this number. I mean, they're flying down. We know the weather there. Um, I don't know what your guys' sights do, but I was just uh, talking to some people involved with this game. It sounds like Ole Miss is going to wait until Friday morning to make a call on this. There's also a possibility it could be a Sunday kickoff. Um, the weather's supposed to clear out by Sunday. So hopefully, you know, first and foremost, everybody stays safe down there. Um, but uh, just be careful. I mean, I don't want you guys hanging games up in parlays and having cancellations and getting burned on those kind of things. Uh, but I don't, I don't see if, I mean, if Alabama, I was just looking at this. Ole Miss has played uh, two games. They've given up 51 to Florida and 41 to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they're going to score. The, and they're going to score. Yeah. Um, and that's what's great. Oh, they, I mean, they, like I said, they, they might give up 60, but they're going to score 35. That, that, that's what I was saying. Uh, we're doing daily wager tonight. I want to know what the Alabama team total is because they're not – they're not – they might do the over themselves. Um I, I mean, I'm interested to see if Alabama can make Ole Miss one-dimensional, though. Uh, we know what they have, you know, you know, talent-wise on the defensive end. I know what, what Lane could do offensively. I think Corral is third 
in pass efficiency. Jones is first. Uh, Corral's been pretty good. Um, I mean, Kentucky's defense, say what you want, in the, in the past couple of years has been as good as anybody in the SEC. And Lane went up there and, and, and put it on them. So Kentucky's got to get stuff figured out. Um, I also thought Lane was very interesting talking about how, uh, you know, Nick has had success against assistance before. Um, and what is it, 20-0 and 0 now after the win over Jimbo? Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I thought Lane was right. I've, like, lost, why, count. I've why? lost count. Yeah, exactly. And Lane was like, why do you think that's surprising? Like, the assist – he has more info on the assistants than the assistant ever will have on Nick. So, I thought that was pretty funny, uh, him saying that. But it's, it's an over and maybe Bama uh, for me in this game. I, I just – you watch Alabama. They blow – I mean – this John Mechie goes for five for 181 and two tutties last week. They uh, they got it all cranked out. And, you know, just reading about Jones, I think it's a cool story because he knew Tua was at Bama. He still went there. It just shows you the work that he's put in. Um, uh, you know, he's a pick six away from getting that team into the playoff last year in, in, in the Iron Bowl. Uh, but I, I just I, – I really impressed uh, watching him and, and seeing how relaxed he is. I mentioned Trask last, uh, earlier, seeing how well he's played. But Jones is right up there. I understand Jones has elite talent at the wide receiver position. But I don't want to take any credit. There's somebody still has to throw the ball there. So it, uh, it's, it's, it, the numbers come down because of the weather. It's at 66 now. So if you could take that, I don't think weather is going to be a factor in slowing these teams down. It's going to be on field turf. So the speed is going to be the speed. Um, for both sides, but it's, this will be a long game uh, as long as it gets played. Uh, you have anything other, on the other, other good news, by the way? Yeah. Maybe by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will be out, but we will have Maction at 3 o'clock Eastern on, on Wednesday. The schedule what? will be Maction schedule being released at 3 o'clock this afternoon, or maybe it has been released. Oh, listening to all us. right. That's going to be great. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say they're going to play at like three o'clock on every Wednesday. <laughs> they, they should. I'm hoping they do. That would be great. We, we could do, we could do a, a live cast. Um, of oh, that'd be great. On site from the glass bowl. <laughs> uh, I want to, I want to do game day from game day from Ypsilanti. Go to the factory. Ooh, there you go. Boys are getting ready. Quick little, quick little flight to DTW. I don't even need to rent the car. Actually, I do need to rent the car because we have to rent cars and no uh, no taxis, yeah, no know. Ubers. But quick little car rental, little little drive up the interstate to mm-hmm. Ipsy. Probably stay at the probably stay at that Ypsilanti Marriott there. And, That's uh, way too much Ypsilanti info for me. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a McDonald's across the street. There's a nice golf course right there too. Travis, didn't you almost go to Eastern Michigan? That's a negative. Why? I will never go to any – I don't even want to go to that state. Oh, God. Come on. Drive. Drive. School up north. Uh, oh, we're running low on gas, Coach. I had, Drive. We'll get a, we'll get a little uh, Bucknut uh, Maction nugget every week. Mike. Sounds like a good idea. We could, we could You've do never – all the Ohio uh, history you have and appreciate in that state, you've never stepped foot in the glass bowl? Nope. Come on. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll add that to the list of things that uh, I need to do. Yeah, Get, yeah let's go. Push your car. Um, <laughs> we, we, should, we should do that next week once the NBA season is over. We can have the, uh, the Maction Minute 
with, with, with Buck Ducks and Windhorse. All right. We're getting Windhorse back on. He's uh, That's no doubt. We actually should have Windhorse on for a yeah, little bit. We'll get we'll get reaction to the Maxion schedule. And you can give us Don't more me. James Harrison stories. Imagine. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> uh, all right. Night Slate. Florida State and Notre Dame. I'm leaning towards giving Notre Dame out just because of the other team on the but other side. To answer your question, yes, I do think I'm going to look for an all Miss team total and go over. That's probably how I'll play that game. To answer your, to answer your initial question about any other thoughts on Lane, yes. There, there you go. All right. Well, maybe we can do that on the wager today because I'm going to take the Bama team total, I think. I got to see if it's up. I don't know if they're up yet. Is Will Hill posted them? We'll have to find out. Let's get Altman on that or Reno. Yeah, Reno's texting me because, unfortunately, uh, my over 40-and-a-half wager with uh, Rublev and uh, Tsitsipas went down. Tsitsipas played awesome in the uh, second and third set. So How about Nadal? Did you see the show last time we did Nadal? 98-2 and two on that clay. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. Um, I am also – so I'm leaning towards Notre Dame. Uh, I just want to – I mean, I know they have circumstances with, with the COVID – going on um but it's just more about the florida state i know now they're officially gonna go they're done with the james blackman uh era it feels like um but i just i think notre dame's far superior in every position so i'm leaning towards uh taking them and i'm also we mentioned a little bit before kentucky i think desperately desperately needs a win uh so i'm looking at them uh giving up two um, they gave up four touchdowns on six Ole Miss second-half possessions last week. That is so unlike a Mark Stoops defense. We mentioned the losses at Auburn, which is a crazy game, and at Ole Miss, um, thanks to a missed extra point in overtime, which everybody points out. But they also had the running back caught from behind, celebrating, throwing up the deuces, and then he fumbled. I think it was the next play uh, going in. So Kentucky – could uh, not nah, no i'm not gonna say should be there's an outside chance they could be 2-0 and um but i'm gonna look at the uh lexington boys this week to uh rebound and uh get a win against mississippi state anything on you sir sticking out um a couple of other little the, the duke syracuse game really interests me as well i i, I don't know if i want to get football game not a basketball game right Correct. This is this okay. is not Coach K and Jimmy Beheim at the uh, at, at at the Carrier Dome. Uh, this this is uh, this is Coach Cut and Coach Babers. But like like these are typically games that in the past Duke has won uh, under Coach Cut. Duke has played twenty two games in which the spread ranged from a field goal either way. They're fifteen okay. six and one against the number in those twenty two games. So typically. They find a way to win these close games. I, I, I do wonder, though, though, with some of those guys in the secondary uh, with turnover issues. I mean, they play, play, they did play better last week, and they only one turnover did, last week, right? Only, only once. So that, that's definitely a All positive, right. uh, positive trend. But uh, I will say this: we've kind of poked fun at Syracuse and then their offense being just a debacle. But they're, they're defensively, they play pretty well. So uh, I'm curious if this might be a uh, another under type game potentially. Um, or maybe even a uh, a lean to Duke dis- despite the, uh, the the number there. The Pitt BC game I think is interesting as well. Uh, I had my doubts about BC after the uh, after the ref show against Texas State, and I, th- I thought mm-hmm. that maybe they were fortunate, but they played well last week. Uh, I think their defense is going to give teams problems. And Pitt, 
that that was a vintage pit game last week. Uh, you're your favorite, double-digit favorite at home against a team that hasn't really been able to stop anybody uh, during. And what, what, what do you do? You, you lose. Uh, so I'm, I'm I, I wouldn't be rushing a rushing out to lay six six and a half points with Pitt on the road against the BC defense that that uh, that that is much improved and now a, a quarterback in in, in Djurkovic. Thank you, Jertes, for uh, getting the proper pronunciation there. So I will always say Djurkovic now. Uh, BC at home might be a, a, a tempting home dog uh, as, as well. So those are, those are two, uh, two ACC games I might be looking at. Uh, you hit on the K-State um, game. Iowa State, Texas Tech, I'm curious to see how the boys yeah. from Ames bounce back. Like, like we, we hit on all the reasons last week. Like There were reasons to like Iowa State in that game, and they certainly mm-hmm. uh, got that drive late to, to, to get the win. And now how they handle – prosperity and finally winning one of these close games. Uh, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see how it goes. Like, again, I think there are going to be a lot of people this week who are expecting Iowa state to, to lay an egg, come out flat. Uh, and I would expect this number to, uh, to drop a little bit more. So if you like Iowa state, uh, you know, you might just want to hold off and, uh, on this one, because I do think there'll be some Texas tech money to coming in, expecting uh, Iowa state to, to have a little bit of a letdown and, and, and maybe struggle a little bit. And the, uh, the, uh, the other game, which I'm kind of tempted by, and, and I haven't decided if I'm going to put it in the column yet, but uh, why is Auburn a 14-point favorite over Arkansas? Mm, I don't want anything to do with that game. I had it circled. I didn't even like, want it. I have like, no what, what, what have you seen from Auburn in, the, in these two games to, to make you think that, like, they're, they're two touchdowns better than, 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 than Auburn? Like, like, Arkansas gave Georgia a better game than Auburn did. No doubt. No doubt and about Ar- it. That, Ar- that, that's Ar- why I'm so scared of it. Arkansas looks well coached. They look prepared. Franks has given them good quarterback play. There's something going on in Auburn with, with Nick's and the coordinator. Like, I, I don't know if it's simply Nick's just refusing to stay in the pocket mm. and just bolt at the first sign of any pressure or no pressure at all. Like, He's Cook antsy. had a great telestration. On yep. Saturday night, like, like, and like, basically, why is he leaving the pocket? Like, the pocket was perfect. Like, if anything, he should be stepping up, but he's running out. Like, uh, Williams is nicked up, and their their running game is really struggling. I mean, they showed a couple of signs, but I don't know. I'm 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 pretty tempted there to go with the uh, with the old Hogs that are getting 14 uh, against Auburn because, because right now I think Auburn's offense is still a definite work in progress. Even though that was probably the best defense in the country yeah. they went against. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, even against Kentucky, they struggled. Look, look at look what all Mrs. Offense did to Kentucky, and, and compare with, with with how how Auburn played against uh, UK as well. So I, I think Auburn there there is a there. See, I wish this is where we could do like live in season win totals because whatever is Auburn's is, <laughs> I would certainly take a look at going under the live in season in game win total with with Auburn because I think I think this is a team that's kind of on the edge right now and. I'm not sure they bounced back with an emphatic win this week. All right. Well, let's, let's get Chris Andrews on that one. Live in-season <laughs> win totals. Uh, I'm just trying to think of anything else going back and forth. Charlotte, North Texas, Yeesh. East Carolina, South Florida, that's pretty bad. Shout out to our Pirates, uh, my Pirates. Um but, yeah, I really want to see Coastal get ranked. They should be ranked because now you know what's going to happen. We give them a little love, a little pop. Oh, they'll lose. Yep. And then, oh. 
And, and Louisiana has not even – I don't think they've even come close to playing as well as they did that week one. No, uh, and I guess the other question, too, is what's going to happen with that – that game, I guess, could be potentially in jeopardy. Yeah. Of, yeah, of, that's – Not being, being played either. So, obviously, keep an eye on that. That's a good point. Hey, you brought up the Florida State-Notre Dame thing before. I, I looked – I did look up yesterday. Yep. All right. From 1978 through November 4th, 2017 – Florida State was an underdog 10 times in almost 500 games, 497 games. This 10 times eight... out of 500 games. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, this will be the eighth time in 34 games since November 11th, 2017, that Florida State's going to be a double-digit dog. And if you look at the last five games, <clears throat> FSU has been a double-digit dog. Uh, they haven't covered any of them, and they've lost by an average of 34.8 points per game. So we'll see um, – We'll see if Jordan Travis era brings anything different. Maybe there's a Notre Dame team that comes out a little bit flat after being shut down there for a while. But this is a, this is a, these are interesting times here in um, in Tallahassee. We'll see. Like there, there was a, there was. I'm not I'm not embarrassed to say. Like I, I was looking at that live betting line for uh, Florida State uh, Jacksonville State last week, and like like there was a time where like Florida State was only like three and a half live, and I'm like, wow. there's no way they like like is Jacksonville State really going to win this game? Like, like, if that would have happened, like, there would have been a chance that FSU might might not have won a game this year. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, like we talked about, this is a, a year for Florida State that's about more than wins and losses. It's about it's kind of trying to get everybody feeling good again about about each other and, and positive. So, be, be curious to see what happens when they go to uh, South Bend on Saturday. Yeah, I, I I just feel like these. I mean, these not not even tiers of where teams are. But like different classes, whatever you want to say, it's, it's that's what I feel like this is. Uh, I'm a little biased because Tommy Tremble, the tight end for Notre Dame, is easily my favorite player to watch in college football too. But um, I just I just feel like Notre Dame has everything to exploit Florida State. Not saying that other teams don't, uh, but I know Notre Dame has had you know issues off the field with with the Rona and all in in the COVID and all that stuff. I wanted a research nugget. I don't even know how far back you can do this. But you mentioned Duke is, uh, is, is caught your eye a little bit. And they are favored on the road at Syracuse. And as I look, Duke is 0-4. And I would love to know the last time Duke had at least, was winless with at least four losses and was favored on the road. There's no way that's ever happened. No way that has so, ever happened. So Duke, Duke, Duke is a – Duke at 0-3. Duke in October. A winless Duke team in October favored on the road. There's no way. Okay, hang on, hang on here. If you want to shut this, pause the pod for a second, I can. No way, this is live research. This is how we do it. Live research, okay. I I can do live research. I'm fine with that. This is Reese Davis saying something on the show and Bear's looking it up right now. I I, I did not have my my odds database open. So that's why I don't have, that's why it's taking a little bit longer to to open up to to get the answer. Come prepared, Bear. Come prepared, please. I should should have been prepared for a Duke 0-3 ATS question uh, beforehand, so. Let's see. Let's let, let's raise this up because my eyes are shot, so I can't look at it. So we want Duke. Here we go. Let's go down to Duke. We're gonna we're, we're gonna get you an answer. Don't worry. Duke as a favorite on the road. This is this is scintillating podcasting is. right now. 
uh, site away or neutral, away from home. Uh-huh. With zero wins. <laughs> Teams wins entering, zero. No way. How far out? Oh, it's happened once. When? Once. And, oh, I, I remember this game because I remember looking this up. Uh, this game up, it came across another note with like a couple of teams that were that were that were uh, winless in 1996, and oh, I think we we might have even discussed Lord. this game because you 1996, November 16, 1996, Duke was a one and a half point favorite at Wake Forest, and they wound up losing 17-16. Remember Fred Goldsmith and Jim Caldwell were the head coaches. Yeah, because I remember you talking yes. about Jim Caldwell. They both recruited Duke. me. They both recruited me. It was it was zero and nine, zero and nine Duke. Wow. Versus at two and seven Wake Forest, and the Blue Devils were a were a one and a half point favorite, and lost the game. There you go. They talk about a sample. I mean that that means Syracuse is a lock. I mean we've got wow. the sample size of one game in in this situation. That's some research for you right there, people. There you go. Look at That's that. The, the, the power of Excel. Coach Goldsmith and Coach Caldwell. Wow. Um, what, uh, how do we feel about our Yanks? I still feel pretty good. I, I, think, they'll, I think they'll get a good, um, a good performance out of Tanaka. Kind of got – I mean, I, I don't – I'm not here to, to criticize or question what the hell they did uh, with, with the opener last night. Like, that was – I don't need to see Jay Happ again yeah. on the mound. Where's Paxton? Is he hurt? He he's always hurt. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to go th- go down the list. Who was Nelson? I thought that was Jeff Nelson's kid when he came in. I, I, I was going to say. I thought we were going to have a matchup of David Weathers' kid and Jeff Nelson's <laughs> kid last night in that game. I'm like, whoa. Uh, Needs to just yeah. come out there in the old 43. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, the baseball playoffs have, have have done it for me. I, I I think, I mean, you got how isn't that ball Stanton hit over five hundred feet? Come on, I I think what you're, are we you're, doing? You're, you're, your your guess of six forty four was a heck of a lot closer than the actual published four. distance of four fifty eight. He almost no hit it out of the stadium. Correct, and that's a big stadium. I will say that. Uh, um, all right. Anything else? Interested to see uh, two teams that have combined to go 0 and 4 the last couple of weeks after uh, bye weeks, or I should say, coming off bye weeks. Louisville and Georgia Tech Friday night. They have not been pretty. A lot of quarterback interceptions mm-hmm. uh, coming into that one. Um, Oklahoma, Texas. Obviously, we touched on that. Uh, all right, Big so Mike. I gotta ha- wait. I gotta go wait ahead. until fr- I gotta wait until Friday night for the NBA season to end. Two days uh, up here. Yeah, I thought your heat had it. Check in with Stugas today. He must be heartbroken. No, I haven't spoken to him today yet. Okay. I just I spoke to him yesterday. We were, uh, we were on the show at least together. Okay. But no, not my not my heat. I, I gave the Lakers out last week on the pod. You did. You I, did. I said I said it was a. I said that Miami. The, the serious price was 
point where everyone I hadn't heard anybody pick the Lakers yet. And just because of that, I was picking the Lakers based on my watching like no minutes of the NBA playoffs. <laughs> uh, but maybe right. Friday, but, but maybe Friday night being, being maybe. At the hotel and, maybe. See, the problem is that the game starts at nine. It's not going to end until what? 1150. Yeah. There's a <laughs> the chances of me being up at 1150 on a Friday night before having to get up for game day now. Very, very, very slim. All right, before we get to the Big Mike Happy Recap, just want to let you know today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at over $100,000. Download the DraftKings app and enter code STEVE at signup. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Roadboats, Sky Mon, go Gophers. Big Mike Happy Recap. I am leaning Kentucky minus two. The Bama over 66. Tennessee, I think we could put on there. 12 and a half. Oklahoma, got a shot of being in the column. Uh, Notre Dame, it's got a good chance. That's Now the decision comes and when we have to have a deadline in for the column and there's exactly. major weather and corona situations out there still to be unknown so it's just it's it's i mean listen to all the listeners out there too you guys are going through the same thing we're going through if we have any information i try and get it out there but it's sometimes you're stuck and i understand you can't cancel a bet if you you end up being on the wrong side we talked about at the beginning of the season about being careful you know betting too early in the week so this is this is as magnified as it's been uh when you look at things on that side of of it all so just be careful. Uh, Barry, you got anything that I could guarantee in the column? Um, After that Duke research? Here, <laughs> here, here, here's what I'm, what I'm leaning towards right now. And we'll, I'll, I'll put the okay. – these are, these are the possibilities. We can certainly follow up. Um, Miami plus 14. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma minus two. Okay. Arkansas plus 14. Why do, why do I like A&M this week? Uh, it's that number. I, that's why the do first I like number A&M I look this for. week? First number I looked for Sunday. When why do I like A&M this week? Uh, I'm leaning towards A&M. Okay. By, by the way, sorry to interrupt the big Mike happy Rick. I'll, I'll circle back. Okay. Um, and that's probably it for the big Mike happy Rick. Yeah. I, seriously. When you were watching that South Carolina Florida game last week, there was no way Will was trying to win the game. He was trying to cover. They were down 38 14 with five minutes to go in the third quarter. And how much time was left when he went up kicking that field goal? I mean, come on. And then that final drive, all the way, like, that was like a, like a, it felt like a, a 17 play, 88 yard drive that took like nine minutes off the clock just to, to just to like, make the score not look respectable. Yeah. Like, you tell me these guys don't know the number? I mean, Florida was the absolute right side of that game. And, and to you kick a field goal down 24 to make it 38-17? Come mm. on. <laughs> Give me a break. So ridiculous. Uh, I, I was so pissed the rest of the afternoon because cause Florida because that line had crashed and Florida was so much the right side. And, and, then, and then to – than to lose an early one on the board because of that. That really aggravated me. Oh, that was on the board. I didn't see that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm that was sorry. on the board. 
and then and then and then I made. I mean, see, I didn't want to put Iowa State on the board just because I I didn't want to. Yeah. It was one of those where <clears throat> where if I would have put it on the board, it wouldn't have happened, and and we, we've gone you. down that road before. But I I am mad at myself. I'm mad at myself for putting uh, for not putting West Virginia on there instead of Texas. I, I, I thought looked, I got a little too cute with thinking Texas was a contrarian type favorite, but they were never the right side. I didn't want to take the best, the, the worst number with West Virginia being that when we did the pod done yep. on Wednesday, it was three. And then it was like, and then it was like one by the time we got to Saturday. So I'm like, do I really want to take West Virginia at one when I could have, when I put them out at three in the column in the pot early or no. So I just got too cute. And it would have made great TV too, because I could have had some fun with Pat saying last couple of weeks I've been against you and it was against West Virginia at Oklahoma State, but but I got I got picked pit one week and picked against West Virginia another, but but this week I got you. So I, that was a whiff by me. So all right, it's, it's about totally the content. Right. Don't forget about the content. It, 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 as 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 Lee Corso always reminds us, we are we are in the entertainment business, and college football is our vehicle. So I should have realized the power of entertainment there. Give a, uh, a a college football nugget. So that was a was a bad job by me. All right. Um, really don't know what to do because uh, Kansas isn't playing this week, and I can't pick against them. So, uh, but circle the Mountaineers next week as the Jayhawks head to uh, Morgantown. Just we'll give you early lean for next week. I um, say ooh every time Kansas plays this year, man. It's it's not gonna get any better. Anything else there, producer? No, I'm good. You're good. All right. Yep. Bear, take us away. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs>